You're listening to a sermon originally recorded by Schweitzer United Methodist Church in Springfield, Missouri. Check us out online at sumc.co. And if this sermon blessed you, be sure to share it with someone else. Thank you so much for listening. Now, on to the message. It's my pleasure this morning to introduce to you Bradley Gent. Bradley came to us over the summer. Where are you, Bradley? Please, come here, buddy. Come here. I had an organist once at a church. She never left the bench. Um, Bradley came to us over the summer, and uh, he has been an organist at a very prominent church in Atlanta for over 20 years, a very talented individual. So pleased that Cheryl Maul uh, has brought him on to the music staff, and he serves in this capacity. Brad is a guy that uh, really loves God, which I think is really important to us, anyone on staff. He's someone that uh, wants to be a part of a community where God is alive, and he drives a really cool convertible. So one of these days or certain Sundays, by golly, I'm going to ask Brad to pull out the stops and we're going to really have church. So you've been forewarned, but right now, join me in welcoming Brad to Schweitzer. So I've just returned from a couple of weeks of vacation and doing other things, going to the Global Leadership Summit, which always re-energizes me. I did primarily a stay vacation this year, But a couple of days, which was the highlight of it all, was when I went up to Lee Summit and I hung out with two of these old friends of mine, Brent Musto and David Cheeks. Now, we were in seminary together 38 years ago. And the stories that we could tell on each other, well, the stories that they could tell on me send shivers down my spine. I hope you never, ever meet them. But we hung out together for a couple of days. Brent is in disability status for the last five years. He and I have been in ministry together, Missouri Conference, all of those years that we've been together. David, however, has been in Ohio. And so we had not been together, the three of us, for 35 years. And Brent just said out of the blue this summer, let's get the band together. So we got together. And what did we do? Well, what I can tell you about is there, there's three things that, that, I, that we did together primarily and three things that I really enjoy and three things I really know. I know God. I don't know God as well as I wanna know God, but I know God. I know baseball. I really know baseball. <laughs> and I know barbecue. And we did those things together. Now we went to a Cardinals-Royals game and saw the Cardinals absolutely shellack the Royals. It was great. And I was doing these high fives and none of these guys would high five me. But I got over it being the generous person that I am. Now, I don't know which barbecue you like. We have barbecue with Bob. It's really good barbecue. I think the best barbecue in Springfield is smoking Bob's. But I got to tell you, the very best barbecue that I have ever eaten that I think exists on the planet, I'm, I'm open to be changed in my perspective, 
is Jack Stack Barbecue. So we went to Jack Stack Barbecue and we ordered two big roundups of barbecue. I mean, we had crocks of coleslaw and beans and fries and bread and ribs, beef and pork, pulled pork, chicken, and of course, burnt ends. I saw David eat a whole crock of beans and I ate the other one. I mean, and what gave me the greatest pleasure of all was watching David say, this is really good. This is really good because he had never had Jack Stack barbecue before. But the most important thing that we did together was hang out, was talk, talked about stuff, about life, um, talked about some of our sins, talked about some of our wounds, talk about some of the things that we've been up against, talked about some of our current challenges. We talked to each other as brothers. And what we discovered was that what we had 38 years ago is even deeper and richer today. And we pledged that next year, we're gonna do it again. What we experienced, friends, was community. Deep community. Community that you can only have with intimate friends or brothers or sisters in the faith. We were real to each other. We did a little bit of crying, but I got to tell you, I don't know the last time in my life I laughed as much as I did those two days together. We're talking about community here, growing as a community. It's more than a message. It's a desire. It's an aspiration. It's a need of the human spirit. All of us need community. We need deeper community. We long for that kind of community where we can really be real. And to build communities within the community is what we're visiting with and talking with you about today. Growing as a community. Now, there's two big words there. There's two key words. Growing. What does it mean to grow? What does it mean to have a growing mindset? Carol Dweck has created an image for us. You can't really see that, but I'll walk you through it. And she essentially talks about, we have two different kinds of mindsets. We can have a fixed mindset, or we can have a growth mindset. And a fixed mindset is when our intelligence is static. It leads to a desire to look smart. <laughs> Who doesn't want to look smart? Who wants to look ridiculous, anybody? But the problem with this is, there's a point in my life when, okay, I've been burned, I, I've, I've, I've been embarrassed sometimes, I, I didn't know all the answers. I'm afraid to be real and really expose some of my ignorance. I don't want to do that with just everybody, but 
I can just be static and I can just wall myself in and I can stop growing. And that's so easy just to settle into that. Or I can have a growth mindset where I am open to learn and embrace challenges. I don't have to put aside everything I believe. That's not the point. But am I open to go deeper and broader and wider and keep growing? There is a Psalm, Psalm 92, that says in our old age, we can still be sappy and green. And I think God wants us to still be sappy and stay green and grow throughout our lives until we get to be with him forever and ever. Which kind of a mindset do you have this morning? Do you have a growth mindset or do you have a static mindset? I think to have the mind of Christ is one that grows. Now, growing as a community. Let's talk about that word community. You know, community is not something to come by easily. It's not easy to find your way into community. And once you have community with certain people, oh my goodness, it's gold, isn't it? And you can put forth effort in trying to step into different communities or to different circles. And it doesn't always happen very easily. It it just isn't an automatic thing, but but it's worth it because we, we hunger for this. We want this. We need this. We need community. And it's my vision as a lead pastor. It's our vision as a church that we want to build a culture where community happens. The kind of community that David and Brent and I have, the kind of a community that you have with many of your friends. So let's talk today about four circles. Before we do that, would you stand with me if you're able for the reading of the scripture, which is the apostle John beginning his first letter and talking about this circle, this community, this fellowship that we're invited into. Let me read these words. We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. This one who is life itself was revealed to us and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father and then he was revealed to us. We proclaim to you what we ourselves have actually seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that you may fully share our joy. 
the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may have a seat. Now, what is John talking about? He's talking about the reality that they touched physically the Son of God. They heard him. They saw him. But, but he's saying just because Jesus has gone away in the flesh, he's no longer with us, it doesn't mean that we still can't have the same kind of intimacy, that same kind of community, that, kind of, that same kind of fellowship. Let me show you an image of the truest community. It's the community of the Father and the Son and the Spirit. You want to know about the triune God, the understanding that we have that God is one, but God is three persons? Here's the truest community ever. It's the love that the Father has for the Son and for the Spirit. It's the love that the Son has for the Father and the Spirit. It's the love that the Spirit has for the Father and the Son. It's that circle. It's that community. And God's love is so expansive and their love for each other was so great. They had to create. They had to invite us to into that community, into that circle. And so they invite we in. We, we are invited into the circle. And we begin to experience, friends, the, the same love that the Father has for the Son. Oh, my goodness. It's the love that he has for me. The love that the Son returns to the Father is the love that they have for you. It, it is a spiritual dynamic. And this is the truest community. This community has always existed. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And this community will always exist. And you are and I are invited to step into this community. That's the ultimate community. Are you in? <clears throat> Are you in the circle? Have you received the invitation? Yes, I accept the love of God and I, I am in this circle. And so everything that I talk about today is really about deepening that understanding of community with the Father and the Son and the Spirit. And what I wanna to talk to you today is I wanna to talk to you in circles and you say, well, what else is new, Bob? But I'm going to talk to you in four circles now. And these four circles are in your bulletin. And I invite you to look at that bulletin and hold it up. This is the image in which we're talking about. And our understanding at Schweitzer is that as we grow in Christ, we can grow more centered in Jesus. And that it's essential for all of us to be a part of a circle or circles of community. Now the first circle is classes and groups. And many of you are already a part of a Sunday class or a group and that is cool, that's awesome, good for you. You may wanna also be a part of a special group or class that's meeting for a limited time this fall but this is designed especially for those of us who do not have a class or a group. 
mean, we just really believe that learning about the faith for a, in a 30-minute talk on Sunday morning doesn't cut it. Doesn't cut it. But, but we gotta, we got to step in and learn more together. And so three opportunities this fall. Alpha is one of those on that outside circle. Alpha is a way of learning the foundation of the faith. There's an introductory dinner 10 days from now on a Wednesday night. And to come to the dinner is not to commit. And it's especially designed for those who are exploring the faith. For people who don't even know if they believe in the existence of God or people that have many, many questions, it's a safe way to come and learn and you sit at tables, and there's a meal, and there's a facilitator, and there's a good, winsome, engaging teaching via satellite. And it's especially good, friends, if you're a seasoned Christian and you want to invite a friend or a family member that maybe just isn't sure about all this, well, it's a great opportunity for you to come and invite somebody to join you at Alpha. Now, getting started in the Bible is led by Jeff Fugit. Jeff's our director of groups and classes. And Jeff has put together curriculum. He's done this once. This is the second time through. It's, it's a dynamic process of only seven weeks. It starts September 20th on Wednesday nights. And this is especially good for those, you know, you just don't have the confidence of knowing how to work your way through the Bible. And so it's a great way to get started, and you start in, in Genesis. And, and by the time that the class is over, you've also uh, you've got time for conversations with other people. You meet other people. There's facilitators. Jeff leads us in the process. It's an exceptional opportunity for those who say, yeah, you know, I really want to get started in understanding the Scripture better and using the Scripture as one of my key spiritual tools of growth. That's, and, and even those of us who've been maybe believers for a long time, oh, this is, this is a great opportunity. Now, there's a third thing on that circle, and that is Romans. Romans is a New Testament book, and it's also a book that's just hot off the press that Dr. Jason Leininger, have you heard of him? Pastor Jason has written, Good News for the People of the World. This is an exceptional opportunity on Sundays and Wednesday nights. Again, the facilitators will, will this time will be the pastors, the four of us. And you come to a Sunday class or a Wednesday class for seven weeks, and we're gonna work our way through the book of Romans. You can pick up this book, whether you are a part of the class or not, they're right out there in the foyer, they're $10. You pick up the book and you give somebody $10, you, you pop it in the offering plate sometime. We're on the honor system, okay? But the book of Romans, as Jason has designed it and leads us through this book, will help those of us who want to think more deeply theologically and think through some of the things that are happening in our time and our age. It makes this comprehensive study accessible. So friends, I wanna invite you to think about classes and groups, we just believe that every person that's a part of the Schweitzer family ought to be a part of a Sunday class or a group that's ongoing. And we also believe that these three things, Alpha, getting started in the Bible, 
and Romans is a wonderful way to step in and to meet new friends and to learn together the faith. Now, here's that second circle I want to talk about just a little bit. This is covenant discipleship groups. Now, this also is an opportunity that we think is available to anyone that simply wants to grow in the faith. A covenant discipleship group, the closest model we have this of this is the old Methodist class meeting that thrived and it was, to be a Methodist, did you know this? Until the 1860s, if you were a Methodist, you had to be a part of the class meeting. What did the class meeting do? Small group of people looked and watched over one another in love. Mary, you were a part of that. You were not in the 1860s, but uh, <laughs> other people have been a part of this. You, you taste of the covenant. You write a covenant together as a group. Your covenant's different from everybody else. And the idea is that for one hour a week, you can do other things, but just for one hour a week, you hold your feet to the fire and say, hmm, how was my worship this week? Was I in the scriptures this week? Did I? What's my prayer life like? How am I serving others? How am I sharing my faith? You write the covenant and you watch over one another in love. And there is probably few things that can hold your feet to the fire more than a covenant discipleship group. And it's available to anyone who says, you know what, I'm stuck in my faith. It is not enough for me just to stay where I am. I need community. So Pastor Jake Hotchkiss and Jeff Fugit will lead a September 10th through October 1st session on Sunday mornings, noon to two. Child care is available, lunch is available. I mean, this is just as easy as pie to be a part of this and just taste it and see it and see if you want to then be a part of a group that starts in October or later. It's that simple. And I'll tell you this, coming September 10th and hearing Pastor Jake share with the passion that he has about this is worth the price of admission. Of course, it doesn't cost anything, so maybe that's a bad analogy. Now, there's two other circles that I don't have a lot of time to talk with you about today. But do you get the idea that the circles keep getting smaller and more intimate? And the last two circles I'm talking about is different from the first two. The first two is for anyone. Anyone that wants to become a believer or seeking out faith or deepen in their faith. The last two is really for the mature person in faith, the person who really wants to go deeper in their interior life with God and is willing to be more intimate with four or five other people of the same gender and what is really going on with them spiritually. And friends, uh, I'm a part of a cell group. That's the third circle. And we're going to introduce this more to Schweitzer in 2018. But at the cell group, there's three other guys that meet with me on Monday mornings at 7 o'clock. We have coffee. 
We confess our sins to each other and we pray for each other. And it's that simple. And one of the things that scares us to death, but the thing that the Western church is gonna have to regain is being able to confess to each other our own shortcomings and our struggles. Bonhoeffer, who was the Christian martyr at the hands of the Nazis and the swastik had no place in Germany and it has no place in the United States of America. Bonhoeffer died as a Christian martyr at the hands of the Nazis. But out of his rich teaching in the first part of the 20th century, particularly in his book, Life Together, he talks about confession. Let me show you what he says. And he uses male language only. That was the time. He who is alone with his sin is utterly alone. You ever feel just utterly alone in your own struggle? The more isolated a person is, the more destructive will be the power of sin over him. And the more deeply he becomes involved in it, the more disastrous in his isolation. So I can isolate myself from sin and I, I, can, I can just isolate. And it's one thing to confess to God, but boy, there's something else about being able to own it with somebody else. But here's Diedrich's remedy. A man who confesses, or a woman who confesses, his sins in the presence of a brother or a sister, knows that he is no longer alone with himself. He experiences the presence of God in the reality of the other person. Who can hear our confession? Who can hear our confession? This is where I think the Catholics get it wrong. If a priest is the only one that can hear our confession, it puts too much on the priest. But here's where I think we can get it right. We are priests to each other. Who can hear our confession? He who himself lives beneath the cross. Only the person who has so humbled himself can hear a brother's confession without harm. And so this is what cell groups are about. It's being honest with each other. It's the experience that Dave and Brent and I shared together. But it's the experience that I share with three other brothers on Monday mornings. And I tell them, I am not Pastor Bob in this circle. I'm just Bob. Because I got my own sin to deal with. And I want to be holy. I want to be happy. I want to be whole. I want to be everything God wants me to be. One final circle is, is that circle we're, we're creating called spiritual guides. And again, it's coming in 2018. And the whole idea is that it's the one-on-one -on -one relationship where a person that's been farther along in the faith and farther along with God matches up with somebody else that's really hungry, really wants to grow. And this is coming this is coming in 2018. We have about six of these relationships going right now on a trial basis, and, and it's happening.
but it's where you get to match up in a life-giving mutual relationship with the other person and the one person helps guide the other person through some of the walls that they've hit or some of the, some of the tough stuff or when our prayer life and our reading of the scripture changes, it just doesn't happen the way it used to. It's helping the other person to know that this is all normal. We can really grow in a dynamic way in the faith. It's coming in 2018. You see the more intimacy, you see the growth. And the, the more that a person grows in Christ, the more you're ready for the smaller circle. But ultimately, friends, the circle is always the circle of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I ran across a quote recently that really stuck to me. Here's the quote. Beware of the lollipop of mediocrity. Lick it once and you suck forever. (laughs) Aren't you tired of mediocrity? Aren't you tired of being a mediocre Christian? If that's what you call yourself. I don't want to put that on you. Aren't you tired of just being stuck? Aren't you just tired of being static? Aren't you tired of just being alone in our own sin? Aren't you tired of the way the world is? Aren't you tired of just being average? Don't you want to press forward and move forward in the life that we have with God. You know, when David and Brent and I went to Jack Stack Barbecue together, I could have just told him about it, but we had to go. And we could have just read the menu, but we had to, we had to eat the food. And in the Christian life, we can just sit back and observe it or study it, or we can jump in and experience it. We don't have to just nibble around the edges. We can feast on the grace of God. I invite you to join me in building this community of faith. And I want to invite you to decide which of these circles you're going to jump into right now. Now, as we prepare to receive our offering this morning, we're grateful for all the support that people give us financially. But I also want to invite you to look at these seven different opportunities that you have in your bulletin. I I would invite you to keep your bulletin with you and particularly to keep this graphic of the four circles because that's really the discipleship model of growing that we're, we're living into. And this morning, as you pass the offering bag, you can check on your tear-off or your your card, one of those seven numbers that correlate with Alpha is number one, getting started in the Bible is number two, Romans is three, Covenant Discipleships is four, Barbecue with Bob next Sunday is five, Faith and Finances is six, and Kids Music is seven. You can just check off what number is on this card and you can place that card in the offering bag in just a moment. It's all about community. 
It's all about the vision and the understanding that God is calling us to build a community of faith and to grow as a disciple and follower of his. Let's do that. Let's not settle for mediocrity. We'll now worship God with the giving of our gifts as the ushers come forward.